Good morning and welcome to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, December 23rd, 2018, and I'm your host, Tertsy Hertz. Today, we are doing a special show for the holiday. And while we welcome and encourage listener interaction, this and next week is a pre-recorded episode. If you want to contact us, please send your emails to radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at at Atheist Talk, or check out our Facebook page, Atheist Talk. The war on Christmas has gone on since at least the 1920s, when Henry Ford complained about not finding any Christmas cards. This year, Atheist Talk has decided to have some fun at the war's expense with our first radio play, Fall of Frosty, A War on Christmas Retrospective, by Marissa Alexa lennox McHool, cast in with volunteers and guests of Atheist Talk and Minnesota Atheist. So sit back, relax with a glass of eggnog, and join us in listening to A Fall of Frosty, A War on Christmas Retrospective. Good evening. I'm Kendra Burns, and this is the latest in our series, Fall of Frosty, Modern Warfare, A War on Christmas Retrospective. The next two weeks will feature one of the main events in our continuing series of the fall of Judeo-Christian values in New America, Ode to the Johnson Amendment, sponsored by Casper the Friendly Ghost Mattress. When you want to sleep comfortably knowing that your red cup from Starbucks is only a preferred shade of mauve for absolutely no reason... Enjoy it from the comfort of your Casper the Friendly Ghost mattress. For this week only, use our promo code, Illusion is an Illusion, and enjoy the young specter discovering the worst MacGuffin in the history of humankind. Casper the Friendly Ghost mattress, you are a real boy. If you want to be. Now, on to the program. It was the year 2024. Four years had passed since the previous administration declared war on Finland in an effort to prevent democratic socialism from destroying Santa's workshop. The new administration, doing their best to repair the severed alliances and damaged friendships from all around the world, or in other words, all of them, implemented a policy of inclusion that saw all races, religions, ethnicities, sexual orientations, gender identities, gender expressions, gender stereotypes, music preferences, snowflake designs, football jerseys, all to discount codes, and days of the 25 days of Christmas acknowledged as egalitarian. After wrestling that definition away from anti-feminists who just wanted true equality of the sexes by going out of their way to not acknowledge any disparity between them, those left to revolt against the administration's new policies were the true believers, the dominionists, those who could only have their religion if all others were invisible or acknowledged as subservient and gay. Not the kind of gay that was all in your face about it, just the kind that doesn't get shoved down your throat all the time without realizing the irony of using that particular phrasing. You know, the kind of gay that they don't actually tolerate because tolerance doesn't end upon existing in public. That kind of gay. The new administration not up to tolerating any kind of insurrection that could nominate justices to eliminate Roe v. Wade too. this time we're serious, from the Supreme Court, declared that all publicly funded celebrations of any particular religious holiday must be kept private in terms of funding, display, and keeping all the queer kids from being allowed to like something. No Ten Commandments on government property, no nativity scenes on the White House lawn, no Matthew Shepard fan fiction reenactments to celebrate the better days gone by, or it was once called the First Amendment. For some, 
This was the final straw, and thus began the dark, melodramatic period in our history simply referred to as the War on Christmas. First, it was the vacant red cups. Then, there were two mittens holding hands among snowflakes. I had no proof that they were both gay liberal feminazis, but come on, who else wears mittens? I caught the dog whistles, but I also really enjoy a good flavored macchiato. Then, finally, the last straw, the discontinuation of Christmas-themed cups altogether. As a believer in the free market and the First Amendment, I couldn't let this betrayal of our American values stand. Tensions had been growing for years over the Christ-like resemblance of their coffee company's cups during November and December. At this point in our history, debates had begun to see serious real-life consequences beyond the Facebook comments section. Levi Tickus, a YouTube pastor and lifelong Christ and Christmas advocate, was the first to throw a brick in the wall. Or window, rather. D. Calf was the barista on that fateful November morning. Hi, what can I get for you this morning? Caramel macchiato. How would you like that? In a cup. With Jesus. We didn't have any Jesus cups. We didn't have holiday-themed cups of any kind. The constant media circus surrounding them forced the company into the position of eliminating them altogether. Not like it was my fault, though. I was just working there through grad school until I could open my own coffee shop. You know, the kind where the menus are still written on chalkboards? And acoustic musicians come there to play three chords and show off their handlebar mustache? It was my dream. But that moment changed everything. This decision was made by A. Postate, head of the Fox and Hound Defense Division within the company. Once snowflakes and mittens were seen as pushing the gay agenda, it seemed like a more viable option to just continue with the cubs we had, inoffensively, for the other ten months of the year. We had no idea Fox and Hound News relied on our cup designs for ratings and scare tweets. That's when they realized, unfortunately much too late, that no cup designs at all was the ultimate affront to the holiday once known as Christmas. The war on Christmas had begun. I engraved a cross on the brick before I threw it. If you're going to deny me my right to a Jesus cup two months out of the year, you don't deserve to have your racist coffee shop. I thought this was America. Yes, indeed. He did think this was, in fact, America. Or it was, once... This is a fox and hound breaking news bulletin. Good evening. We interrupt your regularly scheduled Sermon on the Mount cover band for this special news bulletin. War has broken out at a Starbucks in Richmond, Virginia. Amidst accusations of the liberal media poisoning the well against Levi's shot across the bow, Fox and Hound News was not about to let their number one ratings ploy for two months go without a fight. This, of course, was while they complained about the mainstream media while not recognizing that as the number one news program in the country, it didn't get more mainstream than Fox and Hound. But this is war. And in war, sacrifices of truth for the sake of action must be made. A pastor from Charlottesville, Levi Tickus, has fired the first shot in the war on Christmas we've been promising for decades here at Fox and Hound, as the ultimate conspiracy of the Christmas cups was finally revealed. Starbucks didn't have any themed coffee cups this year. We told you so. Pete Zaria, the owner of a nearby Italian restaurant, was among the first 
to be affected. I heard the brick crash through the window just as I was getting ready to open up my shop. A bunch of people clad in black New Orleans football jerseys stormed my entrance before I could even get the keys back in my pocket. The war has begun. Everyone on your knees. It's time to pray. Nobody start the national anthem. That can wait until we have finished praying. Who are you? Why are all of you doing this? And why are you all in Saints jerseys? I am Colin Cabernet, leader of Stand for the Anthem, Kneel for the Cross, Duck, Duck, Goose for Antifa. The war on Christmas has officially begun and will henceforth be known as All Saints Day. You know, that's a different kind of... Shut up, heathen. Merry Christmas and happy All Saints Day. And thus, All Saints Day commenced with a brick through a window and jerseys from New Orleans. How did the Battle of Richmond Starbucks turn out? Find out right after this. This episode is brought to you by Gaffaw's Candy. You're not straight when you're hungry, and I like you better that way. Gaffaw's. Great taste, less filling, at least in some ways. And also by Cami Summer for all your holiday indulgence needs. Now that there's no reason to pretend that getting stuff is strictly Jesus-oriented, why restrict buying stuff during the winter season for others? Cami Summer, get what's on your own list. And we're back. The first brick was thrown in the war on Christmas by Levi Tickus, and Colin Capernaut had taken over an Italian restaurant News coverage of the event was slightly varied based on the channel reporting. Good evening. I'm Hilla Beans of the Maddow News Network, or MSNBC for short. Tonight in Richmond, Virginia, Christian protesters have taken over several local establishments in protest of the perceived war on Christmas. Clad in NFL jerseys from New Orleans, they've declared this to be All Saints Day, a commemoration of taking something that used to belong to someone else and slapping your own name over it. Which, I suppose, is truly an appropriate way to celebrate the holiday that is Christmas. More at 11. We now go on location to our Fox and Hound Field Marshal correspondent, Marshall Fields. Marshall, tell us about how we were right and the war on Christmas has truly begun. Thanks, Declan. I'm here at the Mall of America where holiday shopping seems to be continuing as normal. But it's not. Wait, Marshall, the Mall of America is in Minneapolis. Why aren't you in Richmond? I had to be this far away to escape the fallout of the martial law declared on our Lord and Savior. With All Saints Day commencing, I had to be at least 1,000 miles from the epicenter. The four horsemen rode into Richmond, Virginia, setting afire millions of Satan's demons dressed as barbarians along the way, and now defend the brave soldiers in the new crusade, against the army of happy holidays. I see. And who is making up the opposition, and have there been any casualties? Well, it's hard to tell from this distance, Declan, but judging from what I can see here, the death toll is estimated in the hundreds of billions. What should we expect now? I've been told that Jesus himself will be visiting Levi Tychus at the ground zero and a half, praise be, and anointing him the All Saint of All Saints Day. So, he'll be wearing a Drew Brees jersey. Anything else to report on, Millie? Hilla, I'm Millie Neal on scene here in Richmond, and I have been told that the Starbucks is completely out of avocado toast. 
Supply lines to the store have been cut, thanks to the prayer circle embargo surrounding the place. That sounds mildly inconvenient, Millie. It is. But thankfully, many others brought their laptops in to be seen working on their new screenplays, so we're convinced that eventually a Postmates driver will be able to break through the blockade. They're spiritually set up, Hilla. People have resorted to cannibalism and likely necrophilia in protest of the restoration of our divinely held holiday rites. We've taken turns in the restroom. They're all gender neutral and single use anyway. So it's not that big of a deal. The reporting was as divisive as the action taking place, something that further divided the nation as tensions continued to grow. Others started to take notice. And then, action. Mr. Claus, what effect has All Saints Day had on your business here at And Roebuck's department store? First, it's Klaus, not Claus. Thank you. Second, it's about time someone started recognizing that Christmas and all its traditions were invented by white Christian American citizens, and any attempt to include others or blame this pagan is simply the work of the devil. How are Christmas trees about Jesus, Mr. Claus? It's close, you lesbian sinner. And Christmas trees are made of what? That's right, wood. Just like the wood on which Jesus Christ himself was nailed. And what's on top of that wood? An angel sent by Jesus himself to help him die for our sins. What about those who have a star on top of their tree? Oh, who gives a darn about those f- Tell us who you are and how you hope to help with the invasion. I'm Sally Bell, and I keep track of the red kettles outside all the establishments that aren't on the way to hell. Have you made sure to only aid those who are straight and cisgender? Those aren't actual words because anyone who doesn't follow God's law are subject to the RuPaul Expressway to hell. We help those who are people, and that's all. Anything else is promoting sin. How much have you raised for All Saints Day? I'm not supposed to look in the jar, but I'm estimating about 487 gajillion Christian money. Christian money? The battle lines were drawn. The anti-Antifa saints went from occupying two eateries to most of the eastern seaboard for the saints within two days by utilizing shipping from Amazon Prime. Starbucks and restaurants everywhere were held captive as they were forced to design holiday cups that included everything from visible crosses to Jesus' personal signature emblazoned on the cap. Bless this day, O Lord, for I am the bringer of Jesus via the Hail Mary of the new Drew Breeze. America will finally recognize its Judeo-Christian values of love, peace, and goodwill to all men if I have to kill every last one of them. But while many Waffle Houses were occupied, they neglected to consider one powerful force, one that lay hidden in eateries across the nation, dormant, waiting for a reason to strike back. Of all those who hated Christmas music, they were the angstiest. Of those who were tired of holiday shoppers being trampled, they were the most exhausted. Of those who hated holiday cheer and spiritual awakening, they were the most dead inside. One atheist, non-binary, polyamorous, leftist, straight black coffee with dry toast having persons stood tallest amongst the perpetual chaos. They were only known as they. 2 a.m. Denny's. Fifth coffee refill. 
The saints will never think to look for us here. They and their band of nihilist irony gathered in their safe space to finally begin the plans of fighting back against Levi Tickus and Colin Kaepernick. Ugh, it's that song again. If Baby It's Cold Outside plays one more time, I swear I'm going to start a revolution. She asks what's in her drink as if it's some kind of a quirky romantic gesture. Can't take this. With the war on Christmas nearly perfectly on the side of Jesus, we return to the Mall of America live with Annie Hausfrau and Marshall Fields. Thanks, Declan. We're here at the Mall of America for the biggest gathering of choir singers we're willing to acknowledge in one of the most appropriate places for such a gathering we can imagine. That's right, Annie. The center of commerce where people show their devotion to the teachings of Jesus by buying as much as they possibly can. In the center of the greatest country in the world, in the building named appropriately for such an icon of Christian America, and in the place where Lex Luger made his debut on WCW Nitro. Blessed be the Lex Express, for he was the bringer of the Stars and Stripes. Now, as you can see, we have four levels of choir singers surrounding this giant Christmas tree in the performance area at the Mall of America. As I've been devoted to the teachings of Jesus all my life and fulfilled my obligations to be silent in the house of worship, I'm explaining this to you without the slightest hint of irony, Marshall. Don't you worry your pretty little head, Annie. Someone has to be visible reminding the women of America that Jesus loves them especially when they know their place. Women should always be real women and therefore submissive to the men who are always real men. Binary chromosome patriarchy, Jesus fish cross America! Good girl, you always hit those call words. Now, America, the real America, join us in a choir rendition of the most religious, purest representation of the true meaning of Christmas as we sing, Baby, It's Cold Outside. For all the world to hear, they will know his word. What's going on out there, Millie? Hilla, we are now out of locally sourced Kelly Clarkson Christmas CDs gathering dust on the front counter. Oh no, first the avocado toast and now this. That's right, Hilla. Not the religious, but spiritual crowd is ironically looking for a savior to rise against the masses. But as most people see, their oppositional presence is not mattering. They haven't shown up at all. I'm sure the leaders of the movement will hear their protest vote. Levi, we meet at last. Colin, I'm a big admirer of your work. Come on. As you can see by my jersey, my name is Drew now. Please respect that designation, as I earned it. You're right, and I apologize for using your dead name, Drew. It's surprisingly this easy to adjust my expectations when I'm willing to make the most minimal effort to respect someone I don't find gross. My thoughts, exactly. So what's the plan? Now that we've got half of America eaten right out of our Bible open hands, the Santa Claus truther movement is in full swing. And the Keep Christ and Christmas warriors are out putting... Magnets on every car and Christmas stations on every radio. Our victory is assured. I have it on good authority that Joanne Fabrics will soon become a property of Hoppy Lobby. And all restaurants will become Chick-fil-A and be closed on Sunday. Which means they will have nowhere else to go but church. And the money they're not spending on the devil's crafts and idle bacon things, they'll be putting right into that collection plate. Try to get the Attorney General of Pennsylvania to investigate that. 
Are you guys ever going to pay for the food you've been eating out of my restaurant for the last week? Of course not. Why would we? Because money is used in exchange for goods and services? Don't be ridiculous. The president, who is the direct chosen son of the Savior and the purest soul among men to lead us all into the next chapter of a Johnson Amendment free America, we will follow his method. His... method? Order a bunch of services. Don't pay the people who do it and call yourself a genius businessman. That's not how that works. I am a genius businessman. I'm a genius businessman. Oh my god, you are. I mean, I had my doubts since you hadn't paid me for any of the work I've done for you, but you seem like someone who cares about my economic anxiety. Will there be anything else for you? God bless America. Yes, sirs. Here's the deed to my restaurant. Do you have any experience running a restaurant? Not a single day. That's okay. I'm sure your complete lack of experience will make you a tremendous leader with the best ideas. Just like Jesus wanted. Look at that. My taxes are lower already. Praise be to the supply side. They will know his word. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. They will know his word. I really can't stay. But baby, it's cold outside. You're right. They will know his word. And they will not be pleased. And thus, Viva They Resistance was just about to begin. Would consumer frenzy and the Jesus Day song of content reign supreme? Or would someone finally say that enough was enough? Tune in next week for part two the exciting conclusion of our retrospective on the war on Christmas, the fall of Frosty. I'm Kendra Burns. Good night. Previously on... I'm going to throw this brick right through this window. Stonewall what? Never heard of him. A war begins in Richmond, Virginia. My wearing of another NFL jersey is not hypocritical of me burning one from San Francisco. The media is ready to celebrate their imminent victory. I don't find this song offensive at all. It's all the way it should be. Hey, what's in this drink? (laughs) Get it? When all hope seemed lost, news anchors covered completely different stories. This has to be getting desperate, isn't it? We're going to have to listen to Anna DeFranco next. Our Spotify won't connect anymore. Millions of dead Christians were used as candle holders on the menorah. Oh, Santa's going to make sure you have a silent night. One person decided to fight back. Baby, it's going to be cold inside if you don't shut your mouth. The fate of the greatest holiday of all time hangs in the balance. I think I'll be as rich as they are one day. I just need to save my tips. That's right. Giving me a tax cut definitely helps you. One narrator told their story. This episode is brought to you by AdamAndSteve.com. Because if you're going to name sex toys after something idealistic, don't make it straight and boring. And now, part two. The exciting conclusion. The war on Christmas is in the fate of their hands. Literally. Yes, the use was intentional. And now, Kendra Burns. Welcome back to Fall of Frosty Modern Warfare. This is the conclusion of our two-part series on the War on Christmas, a historical retrospective. When last we left you, 
The alliance of Levi Tickus and Colin Kaepernick had half the country under siege with prayer circles and bad 40s songs. But one person, ready to defy all the odds, expectations, and conventional norms of representation in such stories like this, finally had enough. Breaking news from Colorado today. Unrest is growing outside of a local Denny's this morning as someone known only as they is gathering support at an exponential rate. Millie, what do you know about this? I've been told that a hex will break the prayer circle in Bargo and hopefully restore our Wi-Fi connection. Nobody can figure out any other way to order more supplies. Doesn't the business have a phone? Yep. So nobody knows any other way to order more supplies? That's correct, Hilla. Well, let's hope this ragtag group of rebels get some Wi-Fi back there soon. Meanwhile, at the Fox and Hound News Network, tensions were higher for different reasons. Breaking news in the war on Christmas, a mentally ill devil worshipper has threatened to tear the fabric of our society apart. A witch from the pit of hell, known only as they, has come to take away our right to worship Jesus as we know it. More on this with Marshall and Annie. Marshall, just yesterday, we had the biggest choir singing of Jesus' favorite Christmas song of all time at the holiest place on earth, the Mall of America. How has this hedonistic rebellion affected morale? Thanks, Declan. As you can see behind me, what looks like a normal shopping mall is no longer. Because of the events in Colorado, everyone shopping behind me is actually a raptured Christian just looking for their bus to heaven. That sounds terrible. Um, how was everyone killed in this version of the Christmas apocalypse? Annie. I'm not supposed to be speaking right now since Marshall is a Bible literalist. I am, but go on, sweetheart, before the me-tooers accuse me of being inappropriate. I find this completely appropriate. You sure do, sugar tea. Annie, please tell us, how are the women handling the coming apocalypse and how this happened? Well, Declan, I didn't actually see any of it myself. But since I've been told the leader witch devil-worshipping homo is one of them transgendered, that means we're no longer safe in the bathroom, and every flush has become a ladder to heaven to save us. Uh, wouldn't a water tornado to heaven have been more appropriate? This book was written by people in the desert. They didn't know water spouts were a thing. But yet they're supposed to write the moral code for everyone in the world? Water sprouts to heaven to save us all from the mentally ill transsexual witches. The war on Christmas hangs in the balance. I've had enough of, of everything. I've worked retail my entire life, and from November 1st on, I have to hear the same 10 songs performed 400 different ways while people complain that they are somehow persecuted for celebrating their near-ubiquitous holiday. Now they're taking over Starbucks, they're destroying property— and having a choir sing that heavily creepy date rape song while trying to pretend that not doing so is a personal attack against Jesus and Christmas itself. Well, I'm tired of it. They'd grown tired of it years before, but had mostly kept quiet in a fit of desperate escapism, and because Fallout 76 had come out. But no Pokemon Go find could keep them from speaking out this time. I'm tired of people with Keep Christ in Christmas bumper stickers plowing over me to get what they want. I am sick of All Lives Matter people getting upset because we're not open 24-7 all the time. I'm sick of people who consider Christmas to be a time of goodwill and to all men, ignoring the women and other non-men in that equation. 
and then acting like speaking up about anything is just identity politics, and that the main focus of the Me Too movement needs to be on false accusations, because that one time a person they know said something happened for reasons other than it actually did, so that must mean it's the real problem facing America. I've had enough. A lot of us have had enough. More people had more than enough than they ever realized at the time. We don't care what holiday you want to celebrate. We just don't want to worry about being assaulted for not having that last-minute item you decided to pretend you bought here while actually getting it from Amazon, and it needs to be exchanged so your kid can have their 47th present under the tree before midnight. They had gathered plenty of followers in the time since the great cold-outside choir hanging of America, and more were coming every day. We aren't declaring a war on Christmas, but us non-binary folks are sick of being your attack helicopter joke and go-to insult at a time when you claim to care about all people. If it's war you want, well, I'm over it, really. You find red cups to be an act of war, so I doubt anything I say is going to persuade you. But maybe there's more out there like me who just want to get through November and December without being forced to hear the same songs 12 hours a day from a group who also gets to cry about losing their freedoms to people like me. I'm sure you'll find some way to equate my exercise of my First Amendment rights as a violation of yours, but I truly just do not care anymore. Who's with me? The nation as we knew it was about to change. Meanwhile, back at the Italian restaurant, Trickle Down was about to meet its plumber. Guys, we've had fun and all, but... I don't have any more pizza to make, since you refuse to pay me for everything you've used. Oh, I see what's going on here. You are using the simple economic facts of small business against us, when everyone knows we are the experts in that, despite having been born millionaires. No, we are literally out of food, and cannot order more because you haven't paid for anything. I think he's saying prayer doesn't work, Colin. Stop dead naming me, Levi. It's Drew. Don't make me tell you again. Sorry, I'll make an effort to remember that while being sure to get these pronouns wrong later. Remind me to make a clever Apache helicopter joke. I'm sure they've never heard that one before. I have actually never heard it before, but trust me, it's a good one. We've had a prayer circle outside fighting back against the apocalypse and also giving you thoughts as well as prayers that God will restock your inventory. I don't think that'll work. See? The thoughts are working already. That's right, Pete. The prayer part will kick in any time now. Now go make us a pie. Why don't you pray that one gets delivered since we don't have Wi-Fi? And it was, at that very moment, that Stand for the Anthem, Kneel for the Cross, Duck Duck Goose for Antifa added another attribute to their resume. Being pro-life, except when they weren't. Pete Zaria was remembered fondly by those who worked there. But after being exiled outside of the prayer embargo, no one could save him. That's right, Declan. An Italian restaurant has been cursed by Baphomet himself. And our prayer warriors are so stuck in being drunk on Jesus that they can't break away the embargo to let the supply lines in. How has that affected zombie traffic at the Mall of America? As you can see, everyone's still finding their ticket to heaven. A lot of them are choosing the Nordstrom Escalator to begin their ascent. 
My God. Marshall, quick, you gotta come help us. What's going on, Annie? They're closing the mall. Closing the mall? But it's Christmas season. I know, I told them that. But the weather reports say three feet of snow is gonna hit the area and the workers need to get home. There aren't any workers left. It's the rapture! The evil invading mall cops aren't listening to reason and are still insisting that people still work here and must get home to their families safely. Let it snow, Annie. Let it snow, let it snow, let it freaking snow. Jesus will protect us. May he protect you all. As the mall finally began to close, the resistance only continued to grow. Why are you doing this, they? We've had to endure longer hours with no overtime, and now that we don't even get Thanksgiving off, I couldn't stand by and let them keep claiming that somehow we were the ones declaring war on they. They being them and not they being you, right? Of course, Hilla. Have the prayer warriors managed to disrupt your movement at all? I'm pretty sure one of them flew by in an attempt to make a strong gust of wind knock off my beanie, but since that winter storm is hitting the Minnesota area, they got swept up in traffic and boarded a Southwest flight instead. Pretty sure I could hear the attendant mocking their name from here. All order must be lost. No, not really. We're just tired of the false persecution narrative being perpetuated every year, while marginalized groups are suffering and retail employees are underpaid, underfed, and constantly being the complaint department of all the disgruntled fox and hound viewers. Shh, don't say that. Don't you know they can hear you? What do you mean? They won't be watching this. They only watch fox and hound. No, they don't, they. They have to watch everything we do in order to find ways to tell other people the exact opposite of what's actually happening. You can't distort the facts without knowing what they are first. You're right. So, what do we do? Well, given that you're transgender, be prepared for the Apache helicopter jokes. Oh, I am. I always am. They always were. Indeed. Well, I identify as an attack helicopter. Can I have my own rebellion now? No, otherwise we can't let you in. But free market capitalism enterprise bootstraps First Amendment requiem Jesus God Holy Sunday. Go Patriots! Freedom Christian Nation Irish Slaves All Lives Matter of Fact Second Amendment NRA Stand Your Ground Prayer in Schools Freedom Jesus. First term abortions are murder. All abortions are murder, Annie. She's been possessed! Stone her! And thus, the biblical stonings had begun. The only rocks they could find were from the mini golf course on the second floor. But you try to talk biblical fundamentalists out of convenient literal interpretation when they're angry. All abortions murder, Declan. Stand for the anthem, kneel for the cross, duck duck goose for Antifa, and all abortions murder. We would soon see what matters and what didn't. Hello kids, I'm George Claus. Are you tired of overly religious fundamentalists taking over Santa Claus? Come see George Takea Claus. Oh my, ho ho ho. This episode is brought to you by Blue Fresh Greetings. You see, I have all my meals catered for me, but I still want to cook when I get home for the illusion of being an average American like you. That's why I order my meals from Blue Fresh Greetings. Use promo code Illusion is an Illusion for an 87 cent discount on your first appetizer today. Blue Fresh Greetings. What's in the box? And by Capri Plast Bum. Ever wanted to wake up in the morning, but you're out of coffee? Use Capri Blast Bum first thing in the morning on the cold setting, and our convenient bidets will have you launching out the door before you even remember to turn the pot on. Capri Blast Bum. 
Some dudes will even find a way to make a bidet gay. And now, back to the show. Gentlemen, we meet at last. Levi, Colin. See the jersey? I'm Drew Brees, Marshall. Stop misjerseying me. He takes it really seriously. Jesus, I can't keep up with the labels these days. I'm about ready to... Identify as an air rad offense. Yeah, I get it. We will in no way see the irony of considering these thoughts once we begin trying to delete transgender people from social media. We will not. Where's Annie? Stoned out of her mind. You let her smoke the devil's lettuce? No, we use decorative stones on her head. Until she died from concussions. Well, as long as they keep that information out of my sports scene, it's fine by me. I figured it would be. The Fox and Hound media had met with the leaders of All Saints Day, but were not prepared for who was also there. Did you all seriously beat a woman to death on a mini golf course? Oh my god, it's her! He beat me to it. Believe it, and it's they. What are you doing here? Aren't you from that show with the doc- You beat a woman to death while espousing the true meaning of Christmas. Don't you see the irony in that? Everybody's dead. We're all going to heaven. So you beat a woman to death who was already dead in order to prove that the war on Christmas is still a problem for you? And yet here you stand with no consequences for it whatsoever. Did you at least manage to keep your hands off her first? I like beer. Do you? We've had enough. Oh, so what? A transgender and a hippie don't like that the war on Christmas has been won for the side of the white Christian supply side Jesus? Big deal. Hey, I like when you called her a hippie. Me too. I'm in love with you. What? I said I'm in love with blue. Like blue fresh greetings. Some of these scenes may have been edited for reasons. Look, every single year around this time, we hear all about the war on Christmas. Whether it's because of Starbucks cups, nativity scenes in backyards, or people simply choosing to acknowledge a different day or a different religion. Meanwhile, millions of us are working longer hours for under a living wage while you simultaneously insult our identities, treat us like garbage, and expect us to put up with the same playlist repeating every hour for two straight months. But that's the Christmas spirit. What's wrong with that? Nothing is wrong with wanting to celebrate your holiday in the way you see fit. But the minute you start taking rights away from others while expecting your own to never be touched, you can't hide from your own hypocrisy. We're trying to survive without any avocado toast for three days in that Starbucks. So what? We ran out of pizza after we didn't pay the guy who made all that he had, and he turned out fine. You're so beautiful. What? I said, it's so beautiful, all that pizza we had. All you young kids think you are entitled to everything. When we were kids, everyone celebrated Christmas. Boys were boys, girls were girls, and they married each other in a church the way the Founding Fathers intended. Gay and trans folks existed long before you used them to scare your audience. We have families, we have rituals, we, we have a right to exist without you screaming in our faces too. But every time we turn on the TV, it seems like you're trying to shove your agenda down our throats. First of all, phrasing. Second, look at the network you work for. How can you be a member of the largest news company in the country and simultaneously complain all the time about what the mainstream media says? We're not the liberal establishment. You can't be against the mainstream when you are the mainstream. You've been scaring people for years by telling them lies about us, immigrants, 
people of different religions, those on public assistance, healthcare. Stop. Stop. I don't know who to be mad at first. There, there. Don't worry. It'll be okay. Wow, these jerseys are really soft. I dried them with softener. There is no war on Christmas, and there never has been. Scared people buy more. Scared people are afraid of others. And when they're also in the population majority, they use that to leverage others into following their rules while they ignore them themselves. We just don't want to lose our traditions, our holiday, and our religion. Fine, but why should we be expected to have all the same ones you do? Because that's the principles America was founded on! Did you shave with Quarter Shave Club? I sure did. Celebrating Christmas by hearing 38 versions of a person who doesn't listen to the woman saying, the answer is no, doesn't say anything about Jesus to me. It's tradition. But it's not our tradition. And like that or not, it doesn't make you better than us. Of course it does. Otherwise, people will think being gay and transgendered is okay. It is okay. And transgendered isn't a word. In before attack helicopter joke. I was almost there. The worst case scenario for gay and trans people being accepted is that maybe they'll have a happy holidays too. Code Red! Code Red! She used the phrase, we can no longer say Merry Christmas! You just did. And every time you've claimed that you can't say it, while aggressively throwing it in my face and expecting a standing ovation, you also go home and talk about how nobody is nice to each other anymore. And kids are on their phones all the time. They are. Maybe they're just trying to avoid finding yet another reason that you hate them for existing. I've served they before. They're perfectly fine and polite, just like anyone should be, this time of year or any other. This isn't an attack on your values. It's an acknowledgement that not everyone shares yours or wants to. I make money either way. It's fine by me. The queer folks want to buy coffee from us. Cash ain't got a gender or an orientation. But we don't want to be around you. And we don't want to let you into our charities. And yet you talk about all the goodwill and charity work you do, and you expect us to give you money every time you ring that bell outside the stores. Queerin' don't make the world work. And we shouldn't have to go against our beliefs to acknowledge you as people when you're not. And you say you're the persecuted ones. Unbelievable. I'm also here for some reason. Declan, let me ask you one question. I'm in love with you, Drew. I accept you as the Saints quarterback you are, no matter what. I love you too. Can you change your name so we can get married without irony? I'll be happy to be your Mr. Levi Breeze. It looks like people who are obviously in love with each other find a way to be happy, no matter how many times you try to bully them out of existence. But still, a question. How can there be a war on Christmas if you're not there to tell everyone there is one? Oh no! What's Fox and Hound showing now? It appears to be reruns of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. This is a bug hunt! Game over, man! Game over! All is lost! We've lost the war, and Christmas is over. You heard it here first. Wait, what? You're not in the broadcast booth either. I know, but the Wi-Fi's back on, and they all heard you say it. It is? Yep. We all got it on our phones. The war is over? It can't be! What will we do now? We could start by treating each other better. You know, acknowledging that other people exist and not exploiting them out of fear. 
We could also stop making excuses for abusers and harassers and maybe not elect the next person we want to have a beer with. Even if you don't agree with someone's gender or orientation, maybe it doesn't give you a right to tell them that they aren't who they told you they are. And you let them exist in peace and give them simple respect by calling them what they asked you to. But how will we remember what they want? How can I remember those pronouns? You just used they as a pronoun, Declan. I... wait, it's that easy? It's that easy. Most of my generation doesn't find it to be such a big deal. And we can have these conversations without blaming it on identity politics. That's what happens when you're not trying to scare people against one another. The war is over. But now, maybe we can find something better to do with our time. Something where the world's biggest decisions aren't made over Twitter. Or a world where rape and abuse aren't blown off by those who would rather protect their own egos than acknowledge that others have been hurt. How do we do that? Listen. Just listen more. It's really not that hard once you stop being so defensive about everything and everyone who isn't like you. Can I be in this world? Your friends already are. I think they're getting gay married right now. It figures the Mall of America would have a wedding chapel. Even during Christmas season, people will always find a way to be who they are. Perhaps now people can stop kicking others out of their homes for it. I'll need some time to adjust, but I think I can live with that. And I think I can give you that time to adjust. As long as you're willing to learn and accept criticism when you mess up. And thus, the war on Christmas ended, with understanding, empathy, and lots of other stuff that people might have, once upon a time, called really, really gay. Instead, the founders of All Saints Day made it All Ain'ts Day, where all people of race, gender, and sexuality can celebrate who they are without declaring war on each other. Why All Ain'ts Day? Well, football nerds know the Saints were once referred to as the Ain'ts, but even if you didn't know that, rhyming is fun. That concludes our program of the War on Christmas. We hope you enjoyed this retrospective on the nationwide battle that saw prayer embargoes, people eating at Denny's, and other amazing feats of survival I can't even imagine. Tune in next week for our Christmas special, decorating on December 17th, and why even that might be a bit too early these days. I'm Kendra Burns. Good night. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk and our first radio show, Fall of Frosty, a War on Christmas retrospective. We'd love for you to join us next Sunday, which should be another exciting episode. I'm proud to be on the air with Minnesota Atheist, and I hope that you've enjoyed the show. The show depends on the generous support of our members, our sponsors, and our donors. Please consider supporting the show through the donation link at mnatheist.org or through our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash atheisttalk. This has been Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Have a great Sunday and remember to stick around through this brief commercial break for the next show. Thank you.